Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Okay, here we go. It's great to have you in. Packed today here on a Monday. Uh, it's going to be pretty busy today. Uh, Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. It is great to have you in. Um, NFL free agency started at noon today. The official uh, tampering period started today. So we're going to see a lot of deals done in the next, um, uh, I would assume, today and for the next week or so, uh, we're going to see a lot of deals done in the NFL, a lot of changes. This is going to be a wild free agency period. We know this already. A lot of players getting cut, a lot of new destinations, all of that stuff. It's going to be a pretty wild, uh, a pretty wild week and hopefully a pretty wild show. Maybe in the next hour, we'll get a couple of new free agency signings, some that we can report on. Um, Plenty of stuff to hit on today. We'll talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They brought back Shaq Barrett. They brought back Levante David. They franchise tag Chris Godwin. How is that all possible? We'll touch on that in about 15 minutes. I want to give you my own thoughts on the Dak Prescott deal. Uh, just me alone. And that in about 30 minutes. Uh, again, I will be updating you on NFL free agency throughout the show today uh, if any news breaks. So uh, before we start, I do want to begin with this. Uh, The Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done, we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. That's BetMGM. DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. Sign up and you instantly receive an account, uh, an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Okay, uh, let's dive in. So again, plenty of stuff to cover today. Or I'm going to keep you updated on NFL free agency, but perhaps the biggest news that broke yesterday that broke last night, uh, Drew Brees, the 20-year NFL veteran, first va ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, has officially retired from the NFL. Um, here's the thing about this. And, you know, I, a lot of people are talking about the Saints today, and I understand why, uh, because that leaves them in a pretty tough quarterback situation. Jameis Winston, they're trying to bring him back. They just gave Taysom Hill a $140 million fully voidable contract just to open up cap space. I mean, they really are in cap hell. Uh, the New Orleans Saints might have to enter into full rebuild mode Uh, by doing this. So um, I understand why people are talking about the Saints today, but let me just take a minute and talk about Drew Brees. 
Drew Brees, officially, in my mind, is one of the three greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Okay, he is either one or two in virtually every statistical category, and he's the most accurate passer in the history of the game. Okay, Drew Brees has had seven seasons in his NFL career where he's had a completion percentage of over 70%. He has led the league in passing yards seven times. He has led the league in completion percentage six times. Drew Brees is a 13-time Pro Bowler. He's an All-Pro. He's he's a Super Bowl champion, Walter Payton Man of the Year. He's been a multiple-time Offensive Player of the Year. Let me just give you some numbers here. Drew Brees is the all-time NFL leader in passing yards. He has over 80,000 passing yards in his career. Drew Brees also is the all-time leader in completions. He has 7,142 completions in his career. He then also leads the NFL. This is going to be one of the hardest NFL records to break. This is all coming from CBS's Jeff Kerr. He has 54 consecutive games with a touchdown pass. Okay, it started on October 18th, 2009 and ended on November 25th, 2012. The second is Johnny Unitas with 47. Drew Brees has 54. Okay, seven times tied for the most passing touchdowns in a game. He has thrown seven touch uh, passing touchdowns in a game. He has thrown five, he has uh, seven games with five touchdown passes and zero interceptions. Seven times he's led the NFL in passing yards. He has 571 passing touchdowns. He's the only player in NFL history with consecutive 40-plus touchdown seasons, 2011-2012. He is tied with Brett Favre and Peyton Manning for the consecutive seasons with 35-plus touchdown seasons. Okay? He has consecutive seasons with 30-plus touchdown passes. He has nine consecutive seasons with 30-plus touchdown passes. He has 10 30-plus pass touchdown seasons. He has 11 five-plus passing touchdown games and 37 four-plus passing touchdown games. His career completion percentage is over 67, almost 68%. He has four of the top five all-time single-season best completion percentage. One, two, three, and five are all him. Number four is Sam Bradford. There is no question here. Statistically, he is easily a top three quarterback of all time. The only other two that I would consider in that in that argument are Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Those are the two guys that I would put in the same class as Drew Brees. Easily the most accurate quarterback ever. And I know where some people are going to go with the, well, maybe we can take away a little bit from Drew Brees. No, 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 no. You can't take away anything. Because people are going to say, well, Drew Brees only won one Super Bowl. Only one. So how can he measure up? to somebody like Brady, who has seven? How could he measure up to somebody like Joe Montana, who has four? 
or Terry Bradshaw, who has four, or Peyton Manning, who has two. How can he measure up to those guys? Okay, I want to remind people of something. Winning in the NFL is incredibly subjective. Winning in the NFL comes and goes at the most random pace in all of sports. Okay, every single year in the NFL, half of the teams that made the the playoffs the year before don't make the playoffs the next year. And if you historically watched Drew Brees, he spent his first five seasons with the San Diego Chargers and then signed with the Saints in free agency and then never left, spent 15 years there. For the majority of those years, with the New Orleans Saints. His defenses were historically bad. Michael Thomas may be the best receiver he has ever played with. And Michael Thomas has been in the year for about three seconds. I mean, you also have to look at surroundings, everything about winning in the NFL. It is so hard, and this is why... That football is the ultimate team sport. Ultimate. Because you can only do so many things. You can only do so much as a singular player. And I think most of us would agree that quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. At least most of us would agree that quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. Because normally, if you have a good quarterback, you'll have a good football team. But that isn't always the case. In order to make it deep into the playoffs, competing for Super Bowls, winning Super Bowls, you got to have more than just the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes right now is unquestionably the best quarterback in the NFL today. Two players were hurt for the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's all that mattered in the Super Bowl. Eric Fisher, his starting Pro Bowl left tackle, and Mitchell Schwartz, his Pro Bowl starting right tackle, were hurt. And what was the difference in the football game? The Chiefs couldn't protect Patrick Mahomes, therefore resulting in a loss. That was the difference. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. It didn't matter that he was. Because what mattered was his surroundings. Okay, we all talk about, we love, (laughs) we all love talking about how Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, which is the losingest franchise in NFL history. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers never, ever win. Right? They never win. And he went to Tampa Bay in his first year. He won them a Super Bowl. Okay? (laughs) Do we forget that the New Orleans Saints were a crazy losing NFL franchise before Drew Brees stepped into New Orleans? Do we all understand why Drew Brees went to do went to New Orleans. He wanted to go there to help rebuild not even just the team, the city. 
Katrina happened. Drew Brees went to rebuild not only the team, but the new place that he would call home. That's what he wanted to do. Leadership, integrity, accuracy on the football field. Drew Brees is a top three quarterback of all time. The only two, like I said, that I would put in the same category is Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. All three of them are the greatest at something at their own position. Tom Brady is the winningest player ever. Peyton Manning is the smartest player ever. And Drew Brees is the most accurate player ever. They are the top three quarterbacks of all time. And I don't necessarily think it is particularly close. Because one of the things that we can, at least we should, we don't always agree on it, but we should agree on it, is that winning in the NFL is a subjective thing. So yes, I 1,000% agree that it is impressive that Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls, but not because the number is large. It's because the number is large with the reality of that we know how hard it is for teams to even make the playoffs two years in a row. Okay? Like I said, half the teams that make the playoffs one year don't make it the next year, which is why it's incredible that Tom Brady has won so much. And we look at him as the anomaly, and he's the GOAT, and he's the everything. But doesn't that set an unfair standard? Everybody else in the NFL has won, then lost, then won, then lost, then won, then lost. Okay, Drew Brees in his entire career. Okay, look at these records. It is not like there is a long stretch of massive success. And that isn't on Drew Brees. I mean, you look at the numbers that he's putting together, 40-plus touchdown seasons. He's putting together 5,000-yard seasons, 70-plus percent completion percentage. Nine and seven, ten and six, seven and nine, eight and eight, three, thirteen and two, eleven and five. I mean, it, it fluctuates. It goes up and down and up and down. It's very rare. Okay. It's not like in the NBA where Michael Jordan can win six championships in eight years, three at a piece. That doesn't happen in the NFL. It doesn't even have a chance at happening in the NFL. Because so much changes. The draft, free agency. There's so many roster spots to fill. All of these different things. There's tape. There's less games to be played. There's way less room for error in the NFL than there is in any other sport. Major League Baseball, you got 40 guys on a roster. You got 40 guys and you got 162 games. The Yankees can go can have a 15-year dynasty, take a 5-year break and then have another 15-year dynasty. That doesn't happen. You win, you lose, you win, you lose in the NFL. So just because Drew Brees only has one Super Bowl and because his winning was yeah, inconsistent that doesn't take away from his greatness. You look at his numbers. Let's be honest. Okay. Forget about the numbers for a second. Forget about everything else. 
You watched him play. You watched Drew Brees play. And you can't tell me that especially earlier on in his Saints days when he was a little bit more of a spring chicken and he was more athletic and wasn't as banged up and old. When you watched him then and that uber production, you can't tell me that you didn't say, wow. Top three quarterback of all time. He's the most accurate quarterback of all time. Drew Brees, clearly a first ballot Hall of Famer. And (laughs) I feel bad for the New Orleans Saints today because I have no idea what they're going to do at quarterback. Whatever it is, is going to be a major downgrade over Drew Brees. Major downgrade. Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, (laughs) nobody can measure up. So congratulations on a great career to Drew Brees. He'll get clearly inducted into the Hall of Fame without a question, a top three quarterback to ever live. Okay, Um, speaking of great quarterbacks to ever live, uh, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a minute. So we know by now Tom Brady restructured his deal. Um, And Tom Brady not only restructured his deal, um, but he made it so that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could essentially have all the money they wanted to bring back whoever they wanted. So today, earlier today, they re-signed their Pro Bowl pass rusher Shaq Barrett. I mean, he was, I I think that Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, their two edge rushers, should have been co-MVPs of the Super Bowl. They were so good in that game. They brought him back. Um, They also brought back earlier in the week, they brought back their veteran Pro Bowl linebacker, Levante David. That linebacker duo, which I think is the best in the league, is going to now stay intact. Levante David and Devin White. That is going to be a scary combination for years to come now. They also franchise tagged their great wide receiver, Chris Godwin, who Brady loves, by the way. So the three big free agents that we talked about the Bucs having this offseason, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, and Chris Godwin, are now all back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How often does that happen, by the way? Because you can assume that teams that generally win the Super Bowl have pretty high cap numbers. If they're not spending it on a quarterback, they're spending it on the rest of the roster because they can. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't have a lot of money to spend until Tom Brady said, you know what? Here's some extra money. You know, I think it is incredibly funny when we talk about how great Tom Brady is and how much he wins. Can't we all just narrow it down to to one simple fact? One simple fact, that's it. I mean, it's all because of Tom. It's not just because of his performance on the field. 
Tom Brady at no point in his career, despite being the greatest quarterback of all time in most people's minds, has never been the highest paid quarterback in the league. Never, not one time. Okay, we all wonder why, how Tom Brady keeps winning, how he keeps winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl, and my goodness, what? This is part of the reason. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to go into next season as the favorites to win the Super Bowl. And I think it's going to be overwhelming. Who's the team that's going to unseed them? You think a team in the AFC is going to unseed is going to unseed Tampa Bay? What team is going to have a better roster combined with a quarterback and a coach that's better than Bucks? Kansas City just cut their two starting tackles. Kansas Patrick Mahomes' big money hasn't even kicked in yet, and they already cut their two starting tackles. That roster is already going down. It's already regressing. Tampa Bay's roster this coming year is going to get better. Tom Brady is going to make less money this year than he did last year. And the reason is, it's a very simple reason. Tom Brady is the only player that I can remember where winning was truly first. Winning in their mind was truly first. Financials, that's ancillary. That's secondary. Tom Brady cares literally about nothing more in life than winning football games. Yeah, you know, his family and all that stuff too, I guess. But clearly, winning matters to him more than it matters to anybody else. If you asked Deshaun Watson today, and this is not a knock on Deshaun Watson. I'm just using him as an example. If you asked Deshaun Watson, if you asked Russell Wilson, you asked Aaron Rodgers today, who are some of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, you asked Dak Prescott, if you ask them, hey, listen, instead of taking $35, $40 million, why don't you take 22 so we can help this roster out a little bit? How many of them do you think would say, all right, let's go, sign me up? None of them. None of them would do that. Because one of the things that I can give Tom Brady credit for, and we all understand right now, and I've been incredibly critical of Tom every time I talk about him. I've been incredibly critical of him. But one thing that I can give Tom credit for is that he's nowhere near entitled. Tom Brady, I don't think, if you asked him today, Do you think you deserve $40 million? Either A, he wouldn't answer the question, or B, he would say, nah, you know what? I wouldn't get anywhere if it weren't for my teammates and my coaches. You asked Dak Prescott that question today. Do you deserve $40 million? Hell yeah, I do. 
I think I'm a top five quarterback in the league. They say it out of confidence. <clears throat> I don't think they say it out of arrogance. Excuse me, something lodged in my throat. Um, <clears> throat> they say it out of confidence, not really out of arrogance, but there is a sense of entitlement. Tom Brady literally has no feeling towards his performance because that isn't what matters to him. You could tell Tom Brady that he sucks to his face. And the thing is, is that proving you wrong doesn't even occur to him because he wins for him. He wins for his teammates. That's what matters. The thing that matters most to Tom Brady is not your opinion. It is not his financials. It is nothing else other than getting dubs. That's it. And I understand, well, well, people, some, you know, I guess we know that already. Well, yeah, we probably do. But to the extent of which that I'm saying it right now, who was the last true winner? Who was the last guy that literally didn't care about anything else other than winning? Okay, money, anything like that. Tom Brady right now. Okay, you got to understand this. You have to understand this. Tom Brady last year was the 21st highest paid quarterback in the NFL. 21st. This year, he's going to be even lower. And he just won the Super Bowl. Do you think there was a point at any time in Tom Brady's career where he's just like, you know what? I want to be the highest paid. Or do you think he understood? You think you just got it? Hey, listen, if I take less money, my roster is going to be better. My O line is going to be better. I'm going to have more weapons. My defense is going to be better. Everybody on the team, the culture is going to be better, right? Because I'm not taking all the money. I, I, I mean, it is so simple. Tom Brady gets it as much as it drives me absolutely insane that he just wins and wins and wins and wins and wins over and over and over again. And it drives me absolutely bananas as much as it does. It's entirely on him. All of this, it, it is, it's his responsibility. Okay. Tampa Bay. He went to Tampa Bay. Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay knowing that this roster was incredibly good. Okay. In a season where Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions, 30, the Buccaneers were a game under 500, a game under 500. And Jameis Winston threw 30 picks. He went 30 and 30 that year. The roster was good. O-line, good. Wide receivers, good. Defense, good. Coach, good. Everything in Tampa Bay was good. The, the missing piece really was the quarterback. Tom Brady never needed to do anything extravagant. Tom Brady just needed to not throw 30 picks. And I think that's universally known now, but what he brought to Tampa Bay was way more than just less than 30 picks. And I'm not talking about on the field. I'm talking about the presence. I'm talking about the culture. I'm talking about 
the unselfishness of his financial decisions. Tom Brady knew how good the roster was going to be in Tampa when he went there. He's not stupid. He looked at Mike Evans. He looked at Chris Godwin. He looked at Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard. He said, listen, let me bring in Gronk. He looked at Ronald Jones in the backfield. He looked at that roster and said, hey, <laughs> listen, I just, I'm coming off a down year in New England when I had no help because New England can't draft perimeter players. So I'm going to go to a team that can. But the thing is that Tom Brady made sure that Tampa Bay was able to keep that roster. You're seeing it now. Within the first day of free agency, Shaq Barrett, Levante, David, Chris Godwin, all back. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even a thought. It wasn't even a thought. Brought them all back. That's because of nobody else but Tom. Nobody took a pay cut. Shaq Barrett got a $72 million contract. That's $18 million a year. A four-year $72 million contract for Shaq Barrett. That's not a cheap pass rusher. It's not like Shaq Barrett took a pay cut. The franchise tag for a wide receiver this year is like $16 bucks. That Chris Godwin didn't take a pay cut. I mean, it is Tom Brady that is doing this. <laughs> That's part of it, man. I mean, we've never seen anybody like this. That winning was truly the first thing on his mind. It is unreal what he's been able to do. Because I will be 100% honest with you. There is not a single player in NFL history that has thought the way that Tom Brady did and has made the sacrifices that Tom Brady has. Period. And there are going to be people that, that do say, well, he's got more financial freedom because Giselle is a millionaire in her own right. And that's very true. It is true. But the fact of the matter is, is that the difference between Dak making $40 million, $27 million, is not a matter of life or death. You can live on $27 million. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure almost everybody, at least almost everybody that listens to this podcast is living on less than $27 million. If you can do it, they can do it. If I can do it, they can do it. So, okay. Uh, I do want to remind you, Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts. Don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American Betting Experts. Go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match, or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 and an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Okay. Um, let's see. I don't think there's any new free agency news right now. Earlier today, like I said, Shaq Barrett signed with the 
uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's back. Uh, the New England Patriots earlier today have signed uh, Jonu Smith, the ex-Tennessee Titans tight end. Um, he's getting a $51 million contract from New England. Uh, so they're trying to replace the... Um, they're trying to replace the void that Gronk left. They haven't had a tight end even kind of uh, since Gronk left. Just terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, the Patriots look like this is according to Ian Rappaport. The Patriots may not be done. They are making a major push to sign the Ravens pass rusher, Matt Judon. Um, they are. Yeah, the Patriots are trying to fix the issue, man. They're making a major push on Matt Judon. They are not. Um, they are not waiting around. They're trying to be very, very active. Uh, so, again, anything big that comes up in free agency, I will let you know about. Uh, but uh, before anything else, um, I think it's it's very important for me to, to talk about this. Um, as a Cowboy fan, and again, I, I didn't really get a chance to touch on this by myself, so I'm going to do it now. I'm going to take a few minutes, and I'm going to do it now. Um, Dak Prescott got four years, $160 million with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so he's going to be their quarterback for the next four or five years at least. Um, and it'll probably stretch beyond that. They'll probably bring him back uh, if he's healthy and the Cowboys win a few games. And, you know, they'll probably bring – Dak back anyway, even if that doesn't go the way that it goes. Um, you know, the Cowboys will probably bring Dak Prescott back. He'll be their quarterback for the next decade or so, uh, which I don't really have a problem with. That's fine. I, I like Dak a lot. Um, but $40 million a year is a lot of money. $40 million a year is a lot of money for anybody. It's not just that I don't think Dak is worth $40 million, which he isn't. But $40 million is a lot of money. Patrick Mahomes is not worth $40 million. He's not. Tom Brady's not worth $40 million. There isn't a player that has ever lived in NFL history that's worth $40 million. $40 million. And if you are saying, oh, well, that, no, you're wrong. There is not a single player in NFL history that is worth 25% of your cap. Period. N never. And at any point in NFL history, never has there been a player that is worth 40 million bucks. Nobody. Dak Prescott certainly isn't it. So the Cowboys got a single win out of this contract. A single one, and that's it. That's all they got. This year, the cap hit is not very big for Dak Prescott. It's $22 million. That's pretty good. Um, Outside of that, it's terrible. Thirty-three million next year, forty-four million the year after that, forty-seven million the year after that. There are two voided years at the end of the contract where they could stretch out that money, maybe take away some of that cap hit. But even if they are able to do that, they are not going to be able to turn those cap hits into anything reasonable. A forty-four million dollar cap hit is never going to turn reasonable. Jerry Jones is not going to pay Dak Prescott $30 million bucks alone out of his pocket on day one as a signing bonus. Never in a trillion years would that happen. 
Never. So, here are my thoughts. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys lost big time on this contract. Jerry Jones lost big time on this contract. And Jerry Jones admitted that Dak took advantage of him in the negotiations, in the press conference. Literally told the media straight into a microphone that Dak financially took advantage of me. And he put it in a way of, well, if I was going to have anybody take financial, if, if I was, if, if anybody was going to take financial advantage of me, I'm glad it was Dak. Like, he literally admitted it to the media, said, yep, I lost. Dak got everything he wanted. Dak got no trade. He got no tag. He got $40 million a year in AAV. He he got $126 guaranteed million. I, I, I just, whew. That's a rich contract. By the way, Dak Prescott, in his four years of this deal, is making more money than the first four years of Patrick Mahomes' new extension. (gasps) What? So in the next four years, Dak Prescott's the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you need to hate this contract. You need to hate it. You got to hate it. Because you're screwed. What do you think is going to happen? Now, Jerry Jones is known for being a guy that manipulates the cap really well. At no point are you going to be able to manipulate the cap enough to keep all these players. Offensive line, gone. Wide receivers, gone. Zeke Elliott, gone. Your defense was historically bad last year. Say goodbye to some of those guys. What do you think is going to happen? In two years, we'll be crushing this contract. We're all talking about it now. Everybody in sports media is talking about it now as, oh, thank goodness, the Cowboys signed Dak Prescott. What a great decision they made at bringing him in and getting him in their building and solidifying that and all that. We're all talking about it now as if it's the greatest thing the Cowboys ever did. In two years, we'll be talking about it as if it is literally the apocalypse. It will be the worst decision the Cowboys have made in a long time. Two years crushing the contract. When they got to start paying guys, when Michael Gallup becomes a free agent, well, he's gone. Whenever they got to flex more money out, so they got to trade Amari Cooper, they got to get rid of Demarcus Lawrence, they got to trade Zeke, they all to keep Dak Prescott. They got to get rid of Zach Martin, they're all pro right guard. They got to get rid of everybody just to accommodate Dak Prescott. How can you think this is a good deal? The Cowboys got screwed. They absolutely got screwed. Now, here's the thing, and this is my sense of urgency now. This is the sense of urgency coming out. The Cowboys have a Super Bowl window in this contract. You know how long it is? One year. One. 
They got this year to do it. That's it. Got this year. $22 million in a cap hit. You got to take advantage of it. You better. You better take advantage of this $22 million cap hit because this is the most friendly part of the contract. Once it gets over 30, you're not going to be able to pay for anything. Anything. Cowboys got to jump on it. Draft defense, sign defense. Your offense is going to be able to score points. Load up on defense. Try to win the Super Bowl this year. And I do think that the potential for this season is very high for the Cowboys. They play in a terrible division in a conference where the Buccaneers are really the only like real threat. Green Bay is going to be good. The NFC West, they're going to be killing each other. But the Saints are going to get worse. Right? The Bears, the Lions, eh. Vikings, eh. I think Seattle is going to get worse. Their roster's bad. I'm not sure how good the Rams are going to be. Arizona, San Francisco, like they, you're going to be up in the air. Their division's terrible. I think Dallas could be an 11-12 win football team next year just based on the weakness of their division. They could get six wins right off the bat. They could split the rest. They could split the rest. They could basically go 500 for the rest of the league and win 11 games. I think the upside for the Cowboys next year is really high. You got Mike McCarthy in year two. You got Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator now. You got Dak on much cheaper than he was last year. I think the upside for this coming year for the Cowboys is much higher. Much higher. They could win it for this year. But if you don't, or even if you do, after this year, it is over for you. It's over. Okay, the Cowboys are going to enter the group of the don't listen, don't bother listening group. Okay, Seattle, don't even bother listening. Any decision you make, don't bother listening. Houston, don't bother listening. Dallas, for the next year, you're safe. This year, or at least after this year, don't bother. And I'm a Cowboy fan. I love the Cowboys. They're screwed. They are. That's a terrible contract. And I know that certain Cowboy fans are going to say, oh, finally, we got Dak back. Thank goodness. And there are some pluses, I guess. You know, you get to keep the guy that's popular in the locker room. The fans love him. You know, he is good. Dak Prescott is good. It's not like he's a scrub. No, he's good. But he ain't winning a Super Bowl at 40 million bucks. That's just the fact of the matter. And that should be all that matters. That should be all that matters. Okay, I asked RJ Ochoa, who uh, I respect a bunch, the editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys for SB Nation. That's the lead cowboy blog pretty much in the country, really. I mean, they've got almost 100,000 Twitter followers. I mean, it's really, it's a big, big blog. 
I asked him on Thursday, last Thursday. If they, if the Cowboys had let Dak Prescott hit the open market, would he have gotten $40 million elsewhere? He said he wasn't sure. That's good enough for me. Check it out. If somebody gives him 40 million bucks, okay. Who would, though? Who in the NFL would look at Dak Prescott and say, that's a $40 million quarterback, other than the Cowboys? I'm not sure you can come to that conclusion. I'm really not sure. I, I, I just, I don't think you can. It's not a smart decision by any means necessary. By any means necessary is that a smart decision. No way. So the Cowboys, big time lose. Big time loss on that contract. (sighs) Not a good deal. Not a good deal at all. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, Jason Verrett, the corner from San Francisco, is going back to the 49ers, according to Josina Anderson. Um, Let's see. There isn't really... Wow. So, I guess, you know, and watch. After the show is over, that's when free agency is going to pick up. Of course, when we're off air. That's what's going to happen. So, again, Drew Brees retiring is the big news. Uh, Tom Brady... Is I, I mean, he's a mastermind when it comes to this. He really is. Uh, I mean, it just, he's so selfless. So selfless. It's ridiculous. Uh, so some of the other moves that were made in free agency so far, Kevin Zeitler uh, signed a three-year, $22.5 million contract with the Baltimore Ravens after being cut by the Giants. Um, which I never really understood, by the way. Why would the Giants cut him? Uh, why, honestly? Like he's a good guard. Like he's like a like a Pro Bowl guard. He's really solid, and they're really trying to figure out whether or not Daniel Jones is their guy or not. Why would they cut Kevin Zeitler? He he was cheap. He was cheap, and they, they need an offensive lineman. <laughs> like I don't get it. You're young at the tackles. You have a young left guard. I mean, Kevin Seitler was really your your veteran like staple. He was he was one of your better offensive linemen. What are you going to do to replace him? I just I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, but it's a great signing by the Ravens. Improves their offensive line. It'll make their running game that much better. So Kevin Zeitler goes back to the AFC North as he was previously with the Browns and with the Bengals. Um, so he goes to the Ravens, three years, $22.5 million. The Lions re-signed Romeo Okwara, their uh, defensive end, three years, $39 million. That's a $13 million a year contract for Romeo Okwara. That's a bunch. Are we sure about that? That's, that's a bunch of money. Uh, Marcus Golden goes back to the Cardinals on a two-year deal. Um, the Patriots signed Devon Godcho, a two-year deal worth up to $16 million. That's uh, a defensive tackle. That's going to be – watch this. Devon Godcho is going to be one of those, like, Patriot guys. 
you know, a big body. He's going to be one of those guys that goes to the Patriots with a very average, you know, showing under his belt, and he's going to become a Hall of Famer. Just watch. It's just going to be unbelievable. Uh, yes, Andre Roberts goes to the Texans on a two-year deal. Uh, Camus Gruger-Hill goes to the Texans. The Panthers signed uh, guard Pat Elfline uh, to a three-year deal. So, again, not much happening. Aaron Jones re-signed with the Packers yesterday. That was a really interesting one. That was a really interesting signing because I genuinely thought that Aaron Jones was going to leave. And it really didn't make any sense because it made the draft last year for Green Bay look really stupid. Like, they drafted A.J. Dillon, the running back at a Boston college they drafted him in the second round last year, and we all felt, well, there you go. That means they're going to let Aaron Jones walk in free agency. Nope, that's not what happened. <laughs> that They basically drafted Aaron, uh, A.J. Dillon in the second round to be a backup. I mean, what? That's insane. I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, look, and Aaron Jones is a really good player. Aaron Jones is a really, really good player. What did Aaron Jones have last year? I mean, he's probably a top five back. Aaron Jones is probably a top five back, right? 1,100 yards last year, nine touchdowns. He averaged five and a half yards a carry last year. His career in his four years in the NFL, Aaron Jones, in his four years in the NFL, he averages 5.2 yards a carry. 5.2 yards a carry. Led the league in touchdowns two years ago, 2019. Led the league in rushing touchdowns with 16. Aaron Jones is a good player. And he's 26. He's 26. He's entering into his age 27 season. They got him for four years, $48 million. So that's a $12 million a year contract. Which is not bad. For somebody like Aaron Jones, not bad. But their Pro Bowl center, Corey Lindsley, is also in free agency. And they might not be able to get him back. And they need wide receivers. They need a wide receiver. They want to improve that defense. I'm really surprised they brought Aaron Jones back. I mean, his locker room presence must be incredible because, I mean, there wouldn't be another reason to get him back. And and I get it. Aaron Jones is good. He's a really good running back. But really? Like, how much longer is Aaron Jones going to be good? Like, he's probably got two more really good years left. And then after that, he's done. Maybe they're signing him up. They have a four-year deal, then they're really only getting two. I mean, the Packers really got... Think about it this way. The Packers got to win a Super Bowl soon, right? You can't win one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers if you're a franchise. Okay? You just can't. Okay? Very rarely has it been Aaron's fault directly, but... The Packers don't really have an excuse. They have to win another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. There's no way that they can't. There's no way. Go get a wide receiver. Okay, go go rebuild your offensive line. Stock up on defense. And, I mean, compete, man. Compete with the Bucs. Aaron Rodgers right now is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Is he not? I, I, to me, this is easy. I, I don't, I don't know. This is the, <laughs> so I just saw this too. So the Giants, 
the Giants agreed to a new contract with Nate Solder, their offensive tackle. They cut Kevin Zeitler and kept Nate Solder. What sense does that make? Listen, that's what they said. The NFL insiders said that this was going to be an absolute massacre. That this was going to be a very odd offseason. And so far, they're right. So far, they are right. So, apparently, so here's here's a good one. So, the Kyle, so the 10 questions with Kyle Brandt podcast. Rob Gronkowski said, I've never been a part of the free agency process, so I actually want to dip my toes in just to see what's out there. He wants to go back to Tampa, but that's what he's going to do. He wants to dip his toes in to free agency. Stop. He's going back to Tampa. Let's come on. Don't waste our time, Gronk. You're going back to Tampa. You're not you're not gonna say, Oh, I, I you know, actually I want to go to Cincinnati. Like, stop. You're gonna go back to Tampa. You're gonna party with Tom Brady more, and that's just what's gonna happen. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. Like, don't waste our time saying, Hey, well, I could maybe I don't know. I maybe I won't. Eh, stop. Yes, you will. Um uh, yeah, other than that, there really isn't much news going on right now, which is, of course, of course, it happens while we're on the air. Of course, it happens while we're on the air. There's no moves being made. <laughs> um, but again, a very interesting offseason we are bound to see. Um, and I just, yeah, Patriots pushing for, for Matt Judon. Uh, the Eagles brought back Brandon Graham on a one-year extension. So he's coming back. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, the 49ers fullback, signed a five-year, $27 million deal to go back to San Francisco. I mean, that's a record for fullbacks, is it not? I mean, I can't imagine a fullback getting that more than that, uh, more than that much money. Let's see this. Hang on. Yeah. He's the highest paid fullback in the NFL. Yep. Kyle Juszczyk is the highest paid fullback in the NFL. Look at that. Um, What are the Saints going to do at quarterback next year? You know, I, the more I keep thinking about this, because obviously Drew Brees retiring is the big news, but what the hell are the Saints going to do at quarterback next year? Like, they could take a chance on Jameis, right? They could. But we saw what they were with Taysom Hill last year, and their offense was okay. It was okay, right? Like, well, what was it last year? What? How did Taysom Hill do last year statistically with the Saints throwing a football? Throwing the football. Taysom Hill completed 73% of his throws. He went three and one, four touchdowns, two picks. See, like, this is the thing. So he had a quarterback rating of 98.8, which is really good, by the way. But in four games, he threw four touchdowns and two interceptions. So, you know, he did well, at least. He did well. 
but is it well enough? Like, did they look at, because I don't know about you, but when I watched Taysom Hill play quarterback last year, I wasn't blown away by how he was throwing the football. I wasn't. I mean, they were being, in my eyes, they were being very conservative with him. Not a lot of big plays with the arm. I, I, I mean, that's just what I think. I mean, Taysom Hill feels way more like a gadget player than anything else. He doesn't feel like an NFL quarterback. You know, he could be a backup, like I said, um, and he can win you a few games, sure. But I don't know. He's he's a runner. He's an athlete. He's a guy that that he's he's a bit gadgety. I, there's nothing really more to it. And he can throw a pass. I mean, that's fine. But to me, if if the if the Saints can make it work, give Jameis Winston a shot. Give Jameis Winston a shot because he's going to be playing under a different coaching staff, right? He's going to be playing with Sean Payton. Sean Payton is a great offensive mind. He's a great offensive mind. And if Jameis Winston can turn down the turnovers, if he can turn the interceptions down a little bit, I mean, he's a crazy productive player. Seriously, he's a crazy productive player. That year where he threw 30 interceptions, I mean, he threw for 5,100 yards. He did throw 33 touchdowns. Like, he was throwing for 320 yards a game. It's not like Jameis Winston can't play. I mean, he could really sling it. Him and Michael Thomas and, you know, they, they got to, I really wonder what they're going to do with that roster too because they are, scarce as far as cap goes. Like they're still under like $8 million. They're like $8 million still over the cap. And they've cut a bunch of money, restructured a lot of contracts. They got rid of Janoris Jenkins. Like they got rid of a bunch of guys and they, they still got some, some pieces to go. And they, again, you got to have cap space available so you can draft. So they still got to be able to draft guys and, I really wonder how that's going to go for them. I really think they're going to go downhill pretty quickly. They will. They'll go downhill pretty quickly. And it's not really just because Drew Brees is retiring. It's just that they're going to have no money left. I mean, what is that roster going to look like? Is that roster legitimately just going to, is it going to be good enough to compete with a lot of these teams? I don't know if it is. That's not a good roster at the end of the day especially if you don't have the most accurate quarterback who's ever lived. I, I I just, I don't know. I think it's bad news for them. Okay. Um, all right. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, you got us every Monday and Friday from two o'clock to three o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. I'm Mike Guido. This has been Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Matt and I will be back on Friday. See you then. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. 
en McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado.